Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners, welcome into the show. I'm Bill Alvstead, your host. Keith Myers is your co-host. We're talking NFL Draft. Some uh, Will and Mike linebackers today. Keith, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, um, it, it's a weird like linebackers. As we get in there, it, it becomes people get people. Um, there's so much overlap between strong side linebackers or Sam linebackers and defensive ends, pass rushers that. We kind of combine those as edge. Now we come back with the rest of the linebackers, your middle <laughs> linebackers, right. your, your um, weak side linebackers. These are also your interior linebackers if you, a team runs a pure 3-4. Uh, um, so let me ask you this, just to kind of help our listeners who really don't know what the differences are, what what attributes teams are looking for. Can you just give me in generic terms, the skill sets that define each one of those groups? Okay, so... Um, you know, so the like if, the ones we've already done with the the strong side linebackers, it's really their strength is kind of an issue. You want them to be able to set an edge and not let the running back get outside on running plays. Um, they also have to be be able to um, rush the passer um, effectively and occasionally drop back into coverage and cover a tight end or a running back. Um, so they're kind of uh, jack of all trades um, guys that that have to do all of that. You're, and usually on the on the larger side, height weight. Yeah, guys. you want them. Yeah, that that's the part of setting the edge. You want them um, to be bigger. They don't necessarily and have bigger, to be as bigger as in like you know two forty on the small side to two fifty five on the large side, two sixty maybe. Yeah, if they're really super athletic. Okay, so and then what about like Mike's and, and Will's? What are you looking for there? So, um, Mike line, linebackers, you they're they're your middle linebacker, right? 
um, right? Because that's what the, where the names come from with Mike, Will, and Sam is middle. Yes. Um, it's um, weak, middle weak, weak, and, strong, middle weak yeah. and strong. So um, your middle linebackers, you these guys are going to be your tackling machines. You want guys that are, um, you know, durable and they're going to be they're, they're instinctual. They can fight through traffic to get to um, a lane. They are, are very sure tackles. Speed is secondary, but you want it because otherwise they're making the tackle three yards downfield instead of in the hole right at the line of scrimmage. Agility. And, so you guys, you want oh, yeah. guys uh, that can jump over traffic and, and garbage on the ground and, you know, all yep. that. Yep. Um, your your will linebackers can be smaller. These are the um, the guys that can, um, you know, these are the guys that you're going to see some at like 230. Sometimes you'll get a, you'll get a good one. Um, who's even like 225, um, both Mike and, and Will, they might blitz occasionally, but they're not a pure pass rusher where you're going to put their hand in the ground and, and come after the quarterback. Um, but these are guys that you really want to be able to cover. Um, your your Will linebacker is going to going to be usually going to end up picking up uh, the running back as they come out, um, occasionally a tight end if there's in a multi-tight end form. And sometimes they end up just because of, of what the – um, what the offense does, they end up in the slot covering, you know, someone out there, especially like if it's a, if it's a tight end that that moves, right? A move tight end or a joker, and they'll, they'll and that that moves out into the slot. You'll have your weak side linebacker go out there and cover them out in space. So they've got to be really good in space, um, really agile, uh, and they are going to need speed to get downfield. So that's um, there is overlap. You see guys that play. Um, you know, the, the middle linebacker in college, you know, moved to the weak side in, um, in, in the pros and some, sometimes it's the other way around too. So, uh, there, there is overlap because it's all about skill set and, and yeah. So let's, let's talk about skill set. Let's talk about skill set for a minute and let's talk about the, the intangible things like football intelligence, diagnosing plays, all that kind of stuff. When you talk about players like that, where uh, your your mic guys are typically the guys that are excellent at diagnosing, calling out coverages and defense and so forth. They're they're typically one of the leaders on the defense that mm-hmm. are able to um, to kind of be the quarterback of the defense, put everybody in place, all that kind of stuff. So you want you're looking for that those attributes, the natural born leader guys, the the instincts, the you know the intangible things in addition to the to the football skills, and then the the, the the will guys are guys that can kind of almost do it all. They're like the Swiss yeah. Army knife guys in the defense, where they're probably one of your most athletic guys on your football team. Yes, they should be. Um, if you know, for uh, in a, in a four three, your your will is going to end up being usually the most one of the most athletic guys in terms of just everything because the, you had you literally ask them to do everything except for put their hand on the ground and rush the passer because they're a little small for that. Right. Um, right and right. some, some teams will even ask them to do that. If you've got a, if you've got a special player, um, but you're right, your middle linebacker, like they are. So there's a reason why the middle linebacker is, will lead every team in tackles, um, you know, provided that everyone's, you know, if all things equal in terms of health, your middle linebacker will always have the most tackles on your team because they're the ones that read what's going on um, pre 
snap. They get everyone lined up, all of that. And then they flow to the ball. They just have to flow to the ball. They've got to do it quickly. They've got to do it through traffic. They've got to fight off blocks sometimes to get there, but they've got to get there because the defense is designed for them to if for them to get there. And if they don't, then it ends up as a big play. So, um, yeah. 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 So this is, you know, uh, other than being our favorite time of the year outside of when um, when teams actually play on Sunday. We really enjoy the offseason process um, mm-hmm. from the top down in, in the NFL because there's so much going on all year. And that's, you know, when we originally got together and decided we were going to have a podcast, it was because we enjoyed talking about football, but we enjoyed talking about it like 52 weeks out of the year. There wasn't really any dead time. We kind of enjoy this process of evaluation of team needs. Um, there's so many different avenues that you can evaluate players. You've got, you know, the regular season, but then you've got all these bowl games lined up, specifically like the senior bowl. Jim Nagy does a great job at reinventing that bowl game and really kind of bringing it into the the modern age of uh, social media and uh, in, inviting teams and kind of a, uh, instead of it being opaque and really nobody really kind of knew what was going on, he's really opened it all up all the all the practices you can you can watch and stuff it's it's televised now and so it's really kind of a fun way to evaluate players that are mm-hmm. actually on the field doing real drills and all that kind of stuff and then you have the combine which um is is fun in and all of, of itself just because you you see guys with sheer athletic ability that really are, are able to make themselves stand out at the combine um and and this group offers you know, some of that. And we've just got players that range all the way from clunky, old school, traditional linebackers that you used to see that are just tackling machines. And you've guys, you've got guys that are almost borderline strong side linebacker types with that height, weight, speed that can mm-hmm. just really do it all. So who's at well, the top? I say there's a couple of guys in this draft that, um, I mean, they're, they're a weak side linebacker um i think just because of experience and that's where they've played but you look at their their speed um and you're like this is someone that i would feel comfortable with at strong safety yeah right as a defensive back because they can move and yes. that's that's not as that's not as common uh, that's just it's just not so um yeah so who so, do you have at, at the top of your list is the bus bud kiss award winner um the Nicobe uh, Dean Nicobe Dean yeah, yeah it really is now it's it's usually you're gonna see the outside like the the weak side linebacker to, as the um the one in this group that's a little bit more valued um than the middle linebacker because well that's a lot of really old um, mentality in the NFL where the middle linebacker was your oh you know oversized run stuffer and then they would come off the um the field on uh, passing downs that's who you'd pull off for your nickel but um i think that that mentality within the nfl is 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 drifting away and it shouldn't be there anymore in modern nfl you you aren't you don't typically do that like you the person you pull off is your strong side linebacker um not your your middle linebacker and so uh or, or even at then you move your strong side linebacker up to defensive end and you just let them rush the passer anyways and you pull a you know, a 330 pound nose tackle off the field in order to get yeah. your, your, your nickel uh, package in there. So, um, but yeah, uh, Nicobe Dean, I mean, just the guy is concerned at all about anything like his, uh, his height, I'm for actually, example. Uh, not, no, I mean, he's six foot. I, there's a, there's a thing about, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm more concerned about, you know, 225 yeah. um, with him. 
and that's going to be a it, he's gonna, that's going to be one of those things if he puts on you know a little bit more weight does he lose some of that athleticism he's fast at you know, a four, five, do you two, see I'm not him, worried about that. Do you see him migrating over to the will in the NFL because of that? Oh, absolutely. I see him as a will, as a yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So that, that is, um, he's got great coverage skills. You he know, he, he when targeted, he had a 30.7 quarterback rating against him. Um, you know, you mentioned he runs a four, that five, two, um, 72 tackles, two interceptions, six sacks, five pass defenses, two forced fumbles. He's kind of rangy, does it all, mm-hmm. agility, diagnosed plays. He's a, you know, he's a smart guy, played inside linebacker at Georgia. Um, you know, so he's got that ability as well. Scheme diversity is always a bonus in the NFL. Uh, nobody seems to stay healthy all year long, so you, you just never know where you're going to move guys around. Uh, but this, he's a fun guy to watch. You know, mm-hmm. he just is in that Georgia defense. My goodness. So... Um, somebody, you know, in the NFL is going to really covet that alone. Just having a guy out there that's got all that, that experience and brings some of that tenacity and toughness into their defense. And he's that guy. Well, so, and one of the other things is that, you know, he was their middle linebacker. He was their, you know, quarterback, yeah. of that, oh, quarterback of that defense. And even if you move him to the weak side linebacker, you've still got a guy with those football smarts. You got another guy like that on your team. So you have your middle linebacker and your weak side linebacker that both know how to read what the offense is doing pre-snap um, yes. and, and do those things. And so you just end up with a, a, a defense that's smarter um, about the way they go about uh, looking at things and that you can't go wrong with that. Right. There's, there's, there's never a downside there. We, I think we're in agreement that the, he's probably the consensus best um, linebacker on the board, middle linebacker, whatever, um, or, or weak side guy. Where does a guy like this go in the draft? You know, it's it's hard for teams to uh, draft linebackers early, um, mm-hmm. and I get that. But nonetheless, when you have a special player that's able to do it all and a three-down linebacker, and he's kind of your playmaker on defense, that elevates his stock. And, um, you know, I, I could see him going in the 20s somewhere, maybe earlier, if yeah, the team's the, really coveting him. The late teens, if you've got a team that um, – especially a team that that was a um you know that's their second pick in the first round and you're in and you're in the like 18 yeah um and you uh, get a guy, the eagles <laughs> that's actually exactly who i was thinking of <laughs> right. um although i think they need you know they need they need help elsewhere but man uh they would be a good they would be such a fun fit for for dean in terms of yeah yeah you can get a guy that's like it, or you know if it's if he doesn't go there, it'll be, you know, somewhere in the twenties. I, I can't see him dropping further. And I also don't see a team in this kind of market um get picking him like in the top ten or anything. Like there's just there's just so many elite players at positions that are higher value. Yeah. So interesting. So a couple of uh, uh other guys that we talked about before we push record was um Devin Lloyd out of Utah out of, mm-hmm. and Brandon Smith out of Penn State um two linebackers that I really like um and I think that give you a little bit more diversity than the Kobe Dean as far as just their uh, the, the the length that they possess and the athleticism mm-hmm. length um, and size yep yeah so it's it's interesting Brandon Smith's just kind of a freak athletically um, He's, yeah. cr- he's crazy. <laughs> I will point that out. Yes. Um, he is uh, 
get estimated as a four four zero um for speed i mean that's like wide receiver speed yeah and and and, and, and coming out of high school he already did a 36 inch vertical you know and he's yeah built, he's built that strength now he's probably up you know over over 40 or right at 40 we'll see what he does at the um, yeah basically this is a guy with uh cornerback or free safety um speed and athleticism playing linebacker and he's doing it at 241 pounds uh yes. six, three. i mean so this is a guy with the size and is still i mean he's a guy that you can line up in the slot if you needed to and have him uh yeah. have yeah. him cover a receiver he's not going to be a liability out there he's going to be able to he's going to be able to hold you know hang with the, those guys and that's crazy for a linebacker but he's you know just freakishly athletic um so is he a guy that that lands in the nfl and and a, and a defensive coordinator gets a hold of him and you're just like wow um i we have way more than i thought we had and we can pretty much you know swiss army knife this guy and plug him into like three or four different spots as needed maybe you know who he reminds me of is levante david um and you know he the tampa linebacker who is one of the top linebackers in the nfl and has been for quite some time um and you know him coming out of the draft he went in the second round he people were a little worried because he just was kind of unrefined but athletically he was totally there and um you know he had like a lot of experience and things were working well and and there was just um i don't know to me he dropped a little bit he was in the second round but the you could just see it you could just see all the talent you knew he was going to be good um and he has been and so and and that's that's who brandon smith reminds me of is, is levante david and i i just think that you can you swiss army knife him and stick him in a bunch of different positions sure or you could put him as your weak side linebacker and have one of the best weak side linebackers in the nfl um and absolutely the fact that he the fact that all the consensus boards and everything has him you know coming off in the second i think is um weird he's gonna i think he's gonna climb but then again i do too know, especially the after the combine yeah the the reason why he is where he's at is you know because there's been some missed tackles and there's been some you know things like that so it, it's it it only helps if you at your athleticism only helps um you get in position if you actually make the play when you're there and I, so he's gonna he's a guy that needs a little coaching and development and now a word from our sponsor DraftKings. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So Devin Lloyd out of Utah um, mm-hmm. is kind of your prototypical inside linebacker. The only there, There's a couple drawbacks for Devin Lloyd. A, he's his speed he's he's only reported to to run a four seven forty so that's a little bit yeah borderline that you want there in the middle um and then he's a fifth year junior so he's going to be a little older of a prospect six three two thirty five um but he's he's every bit as good of a linebacker as these other guys um mm-hmm. he's just a little bit more confined I think into into a middle of the defense, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you're going to plug this guy in; he could be your middle linebacker for eight, eight, ten years. Yeah, I mean, and he, very sure tackler, and uh, you know, got that length, got that uh, agility. He's got a, a guy. I do think he fits in as a as a Mike, a middle linebacker, because his ability to to work through traffic and to get off blocks is is really really strong. Um, yeah. And so he's going to be in there. He's going to be one of those tackling machines that just ranks up a whole bunch of tackles every year um and you and he has other other skill sets you mentioned the tackling he's a great tackler but he also can blitz you know he's good at diagnosing it he's good at getting the jump on on those sorts of things at eight sacks last year one forced fumble uh good in coverage got four interceptions six pass defense i mean he's he's not Mm -hmm. terrible at you know and he's athletic enough where he can go and do those things um but He's definitely more of a, a diagnosed guy, uh, sideline to sideline, agility, uh, in traffic, all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's great at those things. Yeah, I think it, a team that that does a lot of um, a lot of zone coverage with their linebackers are going to like him because he does all those things, and you're not going to you don't have to worry about a running back just running away from him in coverage. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, the the speed is is a concern, but it's not. It, He's got so many other things that he does well that I'm right. Can, right. It's all about how you use him. So I think right. he's going to be a early second round guy too, as well. So I was really interested in these next two players bringing up that um, I was just wondering where you thought, what you thought about these guys, Christian Harris out of Alabama and Damone Clark out of LSU. Um, I, both kind of to me in that second tier where they come off maybe in the, in the second, third round area. And, um, you know, Christian Harris is probably ready, ready made more, mm-hmm. you know, as far as a guy that's a three year starter at Alabama, um, is definitely a three down player in the NFL. You could put him at inside. He's also a will guy, um, tackles, drops back into coverage, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's, he's really solid. And then yeah. Damone Clark, LSU, well, really, you know, he's, he's had some experience, um, as an underclassman, but he wasn't a starter per se. And then he just came on like gangbusters this year, basically equaled the production mm-hmm. he had this year with the, f- the first three years of, of college, 136 tackles. I think he led all of college football in tackles, two forced fumbles, five and a half sacks, interception, couple pass defenses, reportedly runs like a four, five, 40, 10% body fat, lateral mobility, athletic, all that kind of stuff. He just doesn't have quite the experience that some of the others, other guys have. However, he also doesn't have the mileage on his body as, as well coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that you see guys like that drop a little bit on draft day more than you think they should because uh, NFL teams tend to be a little more leery about, you know, the one-hit wonders. Um, 
And so they, those players drop, you know, so I, I could see him going, you know, in the third round in that range. And mm-hmm. then you, but then you get a starter and a, a guy that can play and, and, um, the thing is though, Keith, when he gets to the combine, he, he's going to be one of the most athletic guys. Yeah. He and could, those explode. guys, those guys tend to be valued because yep. teams look at those guys as being special teams guys and, and yep. you always want to bring speed and athleticism onto your defense and so they they kind of jump the board a little bit mm-hmm. i'm curious where you have chad muma out of wyoming yeah interesting you know you, you look at a smaller school guy um in chad muma he's got all the prototypical size that you're looking for at uh, like what 245 63 something like that he's a, just a tackling and diagnosing machine Mm-hmm. agility kind of sideline t- typical old school kind of linebacker right um but he's also got the the coverage skills all that kind of stuff too if you need to he can blitz um but he doesn't have the big school kind of uh experience and quality of uh opponent that he's facing consistently all the time so you kind of have to project him I think mm-hmm. more than some of these other guys. And um, so I'm, I'm looking at like a solid, you know, third and back of third, you know, fourth round kind of grade on him. Um, and it really depends on how he does in, in like a, the senior bowl and um, the, the combine. He's a guy that I could see coming in, in at the senior bowl and just really impressing. And he's going to go from that late three up into the late two range um, just because he kind of does, everything well there's it, it's hard to to watch him and, and and find weakness but it's also one of those things where you don't know if you're if, if he's special right he's good really good but is he yeah. special and so right. he's i think he's going to be in that range in the late two maybe early three um of course if he comes out at the senior bowl and gets run over um and has a hard time adapting to the uh playing against you know the big boys because he's yeah. been at wyoming you could see him. I could see him dropping into like the sixth, and so um, you know we'll just have to see what goes on with him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean he is one of those guys that can really help himself or hurt himself in in at the combine and the senior bowl and stuff. Um, yeah, because he was a tackling machine, tackles for loss. I think he was top three, top four in the country in tackles, mm-hmm. but that really doesn't mean anything in Wyoming. I mean he was the guy there. He was the 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 heart and soul, the brain, the the play caller on the defense, all that kind of stuff. That those are things though that that are coveted in the NFL. If that translates, you know, if he can if he can make that happen. Worst case scenario with a player like him is he's your uh, he's your special teams captain for the you know many years to come, and he's going to be mm-hmm. an inexpensive guy. You know, you'd be able to re-sign him after his four year deal, and you know those sorts of guys are always attractive and um, and good players on your team. He's kind of a natural born leader. You know, all those attributes. Yeah, make I mean, he's one. Of- He's one of those guys. Uh, you're right. The worst case scenario is he's he's your your backup linebacker, your fourth or fifth linebacker on your roster, but he's a special teams ace and, and yes. does those things. And I know those players aren't exciting for fans and, and whatever, but they're really important to NFL teams and how they put rosters together. Um, if you're not going to be a starter at linebacker, you better be special teams. Uh, like you better, you know what I mean? Like you better be able to do it. And if you do the special teams, great. That's how you turn it into a long career. So, um, like I said, and that's, I think I agree with you. I think that's kind of the, the, the low end for him. Um, and then you get to a guy like Adam Anderson uh, out of Georgia. 
who we already talked about, Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, and how that guy's go. fast. Yeah, he's um, yeah. the fastest linebacker in the draft, and got, the guy's just got wheels. So, wheels so let me ask you this: Why is he coming up in this conversation as opposed to a guy that could be a pass rush specialist in the NFL? And I know he's only 230 pounds, but he's got a frame that looks like he can handle like 245 or so. Um, well, the reason he's got a frame that's that can handle that is he's six five. Um, there's going to be concerns like he's fast, straight line. At six five, does he have the ability to um, to move laterally the way you need a, an outside linebacker to? Does he have? Can he get low enough? on these tackles routinely um, to not miss tackles, not bounce off guys. Um, those are the concerns that people are going to have with him. But he has wheels. And yeah, I think he's underrated. You know, I think, I think he's, he's underrated. I think he does need to add about 10 pounds to play in the NFL. Like if he's, if he's going to line up as a Mike or, or a will, he's going to have to, to, He's going to have to hold up over the test of time with regards to his body and mm -hmm. um, keeping players off of him and um, his lateral quickness, agility, all that stuff. At six five, that's a pretty good size guy to be able to to fight through traffic and that agility stuff. Where you you know, in in the drills at the combine, they have the 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 dummies laying on the ground and you see the guys going over mm -hmm. them like this. I mean, those the those are good. Uh, drills to kind of see where you're at this kind of a player at that height that'd be i'll be interested to see if you know he can consistently get his knees up and and turn and burn and, and do all that stuff so um he's just not a standard body type yeah i mean he's he's tall he's he's really long though and so he's going to be a he's going to be a coverage linebacker because with that speed and his ability and i feel but also that length yes. The ability right. quarterbacks are going to have a hard time getting fitting oh, the ball dropping in. the ball in. Absolutely. He just, he, when you got that kind of length, you end up, um, you end up making those passing windows really small. Um, uh, quarterbacks are going to have a hard time getting the ball in, you know, there. So I think he's going to be a guy that, that may be coveted, um, for that, for his length and length and speed combination. And then, but at the same time, not every team's going to want a six-five linebacker. That well, this is also you know I, I hate mentioning this kind of stuff, but he's also kind of a red flag guy, you know. And um, and the and the the reason for that is that he was accused of rape back in 2020 and was suspended by the team late. Mm -hmm. um, and those things need to play out. So you know, at this point, he's only accused, etc. Um, but you know, the team wouldn't kick him off the off the team or suspend him if it wasn't credible so it's something to watch i don't you know this is it would definitely be something that would affect his stock teams would obviously do their due diligence on on looking into those sorts of allegations and all that kind of stuff so any hoodala yeah um the other thing uh at six five you know 240 especially if you can get up to 245 somewhere in that range I could see him being a, being a defensive end. Yes. Right. Put him there. Um, and like, I, as far as what you were talking about with, with that red flag stuff, like we've seen, we've seen those things just, you know, send players flying 
down draft boards. Yeah, and not and even we, be drafted. Yeah. And we've and we've also seen teams act like they don't care. So I, I literally True. have no idea. True. So there's a whole host of other players. Um, you know, anywhere between the 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 third and sixth round, you've got uh, Zacoby McLean out of Auburn, uh, Quay Walker out of Georgia. Um, that's that's probably the most interesting name on this list that that we have yet to talk about. James Skalski uh, from Clemson, Balin Specter also from Clemson, Nolan Smith from Georgia is an interesting name as well. I wanted to kind of get your take on that, Josh. Uh, Ross, kind of a will linebacker, um, and uh, we ch- talked about Chad Muma, Brian Asamoah out of Oklahoma. So there's there's a few names. Uh, there's others. And we missed. As and well. We missed. Um, we missed uh, Asamoah's teammate, um, Nick Benito. Yes, um, and who's actually I we, think the better talk, prospect. We didn't we talk to him about him last week when we, we did, did. As, as a strong, defensive ends guy as a strong as a strong side linebacker. Um, he could also. Uh, at his size, two forty, and his speed, you know, two five five or four two four five five. I could see him, you know, moving over and being a will as well. So, um, he's a guy that that definitely could could fit into. Yes, uh, well, he's so athletic. Discussion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's so. you know, when you talk about drafting a player like this, it's it's like a um, defensive coordinator's dream, you know, because you just get a guy that you can just mold into whatever defensive scheme that you have and you plug and play a player like that in where you have your greatest need. And mm-hmm. so those are super valuable. Um, how about like Quay uh, Walker? What do you think? Inside linebacker at Georgia at 6'3", 245. So he's got the standard prototypical size weight speed, uh, 49 tackles, one and a half sacks, one pass defended. He's had so many good, solid players around him that his stats, you know, were down a little bit, but solid player in the middle for Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you're right. He doesn't have the stats. He he has he didn't really come out and and stand out when you watch Georgia's defense play. He isn't the guy that you notice, right? You you notice, you notice the, Channing Tindall. You know, more so. I mean, he just seems like more athletic, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yep. I mean, he, Tyndall is like a four-four guy, right? And so you're yeah. gonna always see that those guys are just flying around the field making plays. He's a playmaker, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And um, it seemed like Quay Walker was more of just your standard fair run stopper kind of guy. Yeah. So you know, 15, 20 years ago, Walker would have been would have been a very early pick. Because he was that middle linebacker that, you know, um, is a two down linebacker, first and second down. You really like him. You pull him off the field for the, the nickel coverage. But that just isn't really a thing in today's NFL. And I think that he is just a generation too late as far mm-hmm. as coming into the NFL. And he's going to have to show that he can, uh, that he's better in coverage than people think. Um, and that he, isn't as limited in terms of his speed as yeah. when he's he a pass rush. He's a pass rush guy. He's the guy that you're going to blitz and, and stunt mm-hmm. and, and um, he's really great at that sort of stuff. And just the general run, uh, mm-hmm. the, the tackling, he's got great tackling ability. So, and, and at, at six, four to 40, if you know, he could put on um, 10 pounds without losing some of his, you know, uh, athleticism and that kind of stuff. I could see him, you know, being a, uh, a weak side, like a pass rush specialist, a 
a Leo um, defensive end and, and just being on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's an interesting case, but I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be in the same conversation as, as his teammates. Yes, correct. It's amazing right. how many Georgia players we talk about as we move oh, I know. The, the, the defensive side of this. Of yeah, we haven't even draft. talked about Nolan Smith. You know, and yeah. you got Nolan Smith. That's a that's a will kind of guy at six three two thirty five runs, but he's a slower guy. Runs four eight. You know, mm-hmm. if he can if he can improve that time, that's an estimated time. If he can improve upon that, you know, his his, his drop stock's going up. But you know, that those guys that played for Georgia are going to be coveted in this draft. You know, probably a, a, a round higher than you know somebody else that's from somewhere else. Um, just because I think um, the NFL is going to want to get a hold of those guys. Um, just because they were just so good in in college. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? You got anything else? No, that's actually um, we have exhausted the <laughs> list of um, linebackers that I am prepared to yes. even mention. Right, um, it is early in the process. I will say, Keith, we you yeah. know we typically don't get this deep into player evaluations until at least after the senior bowl, we start really mm-hmm. kind of digging in. Um, and then of course the combine, um, just to kind of give us a, a larger, um, reservoir of information, you know, it's just hard right now because, um, you know, a lot of the folks that are coming out with information right now are, are guys that have really sunk into the college football season and have been following these guys for two or three years and guys that uh, follow the NFL, like we do, we typically mm-hmm. get into the the process of evaluating prospects, you know, now and yeah. kind of build, you know, for a couple months. So, uh, apologies for for that. We'll we'll do better. Maybe next year we'll we'll be on top of it even better. It's not likely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, and that is the truth. Like this is this is not a college football show. This is a pro football show, uh, and and so we. We are a little later to the party as far as draft prospects because, you know, we don't study freshmen and sophomores that aren't draft eligible um, so that we're prepared for them next year. It's just not not what we do. Yay. <laughs> well, exactly. We have, exactly. We That's have, perfect. We have, in, we have NFL teams to study and, and contracts and salary cap stuff. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know every, everyone's favorite topics. Yes, but but this process is awesome for us because we do enjoy this process. And of course, by the time we're done at the end of April, you know, we'll have uh, a couple hundred players that we can talk about pretty Mm much. Uh, So that's awesome. Okay, so this is it for this show. This is it for this week. Wrapping it up with Keith. You can find Keith uh, on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. Find us on our website. You can look us up on uh, Google. Uh, find us on YouTube, favorite podcast platforms, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you subscribe. If you uh, enjoy the show, make sure you share it with your friends and family. And uh, until next time, Keith, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.